I'm Dee Gillen, and I'm the founder of the Black Poster Project. What inspired you to create the Black Poster Project? You know what? It was really by accident. I lost my son in 2015 to a heroin fentanyl overdose. And um, a couple of years later, in 2019, I was doing a, a speaking piece at one of the Overdose Awareness Day events in our area. And it was right on the Hudson River. So I thought, it, and in the middle of the, their little town there, there's a lot of restaurants. And I thought that would be really pretty to have the pictures of some of the kids of the people that were attending. So I, had, I got about 50 posters and I made them with just the picture and their names on the bottom, very simple. And we had put them up right on the railing behind the event. So the Hudson River and the sunset and everything was right behind. It was so pretty. People were coming out from the restaurants to see what was going on. And so when we explained it, it was so evident that people coming out and seeing those pictures hit a nerve. And so after that happened, um, we kind of kept it going. I started working with alumni recovery nearby me. Uh, it's a group in, in New Jersey. And um, we started traveling around with the posters and with people in recovery, grieving parents and doing speaking uh, like speaking engagements at schools and communities and all. So over the last couple of years, it's just kind of taken off on its own. This wasn't anything planned. I had 50 posters when I started something that I wasn't planning on doing after that one event. And now I have about 560 souls in my project. So oh, wow. it's, quite, it's quite amazing. It's really breathtaking to see it. How important is it to put a face on this disease? It's so important. Most people that don't understand this, um, they just think that these are, you know, like, I hate to say it like this, but just dirty people living under a bridge somewhere, you know, outcasts. And that's not who these people are. They were uh, football players, musicians, Fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, cousins, you know, and when they come to an event that we put on and they walk in and see every poster is a, a beautiful smiling face that that family wants you to see their child in. It's, it's a different way of trying to erase the stigma of what people think that people going through addiction and alcoholism are um, actually dealing with. You know, they aren't just... Um, they're, they're our neighbors, our friends, people that live right next door. You know, they're just people like you and I. So it's very important to put a face to it. Can you walk me through the process of how people find you and, you know, ask you to, you know, get their uh, loved one out there, their picture out there? It's kind of like a social media or word of mouth. I do have a Facebook and Instagram and a website. But I never solicit any family. This is an extremely heavy project. Right. Um, and it's not for everybody. So not everybody can put their beloved out there for everyone to come and see and read their story. Some people, it just doesn't work that way for them. But the people that are in the project or want to be in the project will find me on Instagram or word of mouth or in maybe a, a, a parent grieving group or you know something along those lines. And they'll reach out to me. I walk each family through. So 560 posters, 560 families. 
like when you think about it in this big spectrum of the epidemic is really just such a small drop in the bucket, that number 560 families. But for me, everyone that comes to me, I step into their life. I have to do that to hear their story and feel their story and do what I do when you see the pictures and you read the stories. It can only be done that way on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And so 560 families, 560 stories, um, they're just people that come to me one by one. And we grow, you know, we're just growing like that little by little, couple at a time. With these families uh, talking to you and sharing their story, how important is it to have, you know, someone to talk to after going through uh, such a terrible thing? I think, well, I think everybody's different. Some people want to um, be by themselves and don't want to say anything, maybe can't even acknowledge it for a few months. And then there are other people that um, I had a man in my project that lost his daughter a few years ago. He just lost his son May 1st. Oh. He called me hours after it happened to get his son's poster into the project so he could be with his sister. So I think everybody's different. You know, it's a, it's a really personal and intimate journey to go through this. Um, everybody handles it differently. How has this project and uh, running this helped your healing process? I was just thinking about that this morning. I was talking to a father and I, the only thing I can say is I don't know where I would be right now. It channels so much grief out of me just to be with people like me, like our family, other mothers, other fathers, other siblings, other families. You know, it's hard because um, when you go through something like this, losing a child is such a unique in, experience. Our family, friends, closest people can't fathom what it's like. You really can't fathom what it's like, but you can meet a perfect stranger that has also buried a child and all of a sudden have an instant connection. So for me personally, doing this has really helped me through my own grief, being with other people just like this, like going through what I'm going through. And then you're helping, you know, all these families, which is amazing just being there by their side. Yeah, we, it's, it's funny how it's evolving. It is becoming, it's like a family. I yeah. treat every poster when I, um, I just brought them all home from storage to get ready for our 2023 displays and all. And I really treat every one of them like they're my own. It's a little family. And people feel that when they come into the project, they feel that we are a family. I, I don't know how to explain it any other way. I was looking at some of the video and what you're doing uh, at like gyms and all that uh, in your community is uh, uh, amazing. Did you think you would have such an impact on your community? Not at all. Like I said, this was not anything I planned. It evolved. It just happened. I stumbled on something that touched people and so many other people believe in it as well. So together, like with alumni recovery, the people in recovery, the people grieving families, they believe in what we're doing. So as long as that's happening, um, I think it's needed. What motivates you? Hmm. 
I guess, you know, when you, when you see, feel the connection from people that reach out and how much it means to have their beloved represented like this, and not just um, once at every single event that we do, they're out there. And that motivates me because it makes me feel like I'm helping them as well. Um, so I guess, you know, when you do these displays and you, you know, people walk in and you see a family come in all together and lay flowers down by their poster and then come and find one of us in the group and it, through tears and they just, just express their appreciation, that motivates me. It's needed. When I was setting up the interview with you and uh, we're texting, you're talking about uh, you're working on getting uh, a van. So with this growing, you know, getting more uh, pictures and all that, how important is it to get more community support? It's really important, especially for me, because I have self-funded this. My husband and I, I shouldn't say me alone. Um, we have self-funded this from the beginning. I don't charge anybody to be in the project. I do all the posters. Nobody, no family has to pay a cent because we've been through enough. And this is my gift. So I have self-funded the whole thing, which is everything you see in that picture, in your pictures and videos. I right. self-funded that myself. We have gotten donations along the way, but also I have to transport this entire project. So that's also paid for. Sometimes when we get the um, donations, it goes to the transportation or it goes to maybe sometimes it'll go to some material that I need. But mostly right now, I am at a point where it's a lot, it's, it's a lot of money right now to self-fund. My biggest expense is the transportation. So we decided to start fundraising to get a van that maybe we could also travel outside of New York and New Jersey by doing it that way. I mean, certainly right now, the way I, I am right now, I have to rent one or two vans at a time. So oh, wow. yeah, to do the event, because the, the vans are just packed with so much stuff. It's not just the posters. We bring so much other items, um, mini displays within the displays. We do suicide awareness, um, all kinds of things. And so it's a lot to, to fit into one or two vans. And so that's really important right now. That's my main goal is to get a van so that I can continue traveling and growing this family. Besides the, the families that you're helping, the just people in the community who come and see these pictures, what response have you gotten from them? I have never gotten anything but positive response. I personally have never heard anybody uh, say anything negative about what we're doing. Sometimes people will express that they're just afraid to come right. or they don't they didn't know what to expect when they came, like they were frightened to even walk into the display. But you know what? Once you come, if you can take your boundaries down just a little bit and walk in, you'll feel instantly wrapped with love, compassion, empathy from people that are there visiting the display and then people that are putting on the display. So it's um it, it it's really uh it's an amazing thing to see when people come to to visit it. 
you could look at the pictures and the videos, but coming and seeing it in person and, you know, it's just an amazing thing what it's evolved to. And you, you touched on it uh, a little bit ago about growing past the New York, New Jersey area. Where do you want to see the organization in the next three to five years? Well, I hate to say it, but I would like to see it not here when you think about it. Um, that's the, 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 you know, I don't like to see it growing. It, it's a personal thing for me that the family of the Black Poster Fraud Project does grow because that puts all of our people in need together. But in the, in the end, we don't want to do this. We don't want more posters added. But, um, you know, for now, for now, it's growing. And I, people from all over, the posters that are in the project are from here as far as Hawaii. People in all states keep asking us to come to their state. Um, and it's hard because that's a huge travel expense for right. us. Right now, we're just in New York and New Jersey. But if we get a van, that takes a little expense off of us. And we could travel outside of our area. Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, within driving distance. So that's what we're working on now. How can people reach out to learn more? Um, probably the best is um, social media or my website. And uh, my number, my name and number is out there all over. If somebody wanted to reach out to me, I pick up the phone. I answer the emails. So they'll come right to me. 